there. Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, the very best brand new daily app anywhere where Wall Street meets Main Street meets 161st Street. Use the code MMN. They're going to match you the first hundred bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. But all kidding and sloganry aside, we are just killing it up in the jock market because the game is fun. The game is for sharp players. It is the next evolution of daily play. You just stick with us every single day. The first section of the show, Monday through Friday, here on Mayo Media Network is jock market but it's daily play dfs where we really want to be identifying handed stacks i give you the names i give you the prices and then you buy the share and cash the ticket doing it every single day we actually hit twice yesterday on both slates i highlighted the mets francisco lindor pete alonzo francisco lindor was the second player on the board pete alonzo was not very good but in jock market one really good player and one okay player and you still profit unlike dfs where you need a perfect 10 player parlay to cash and sometimes you don't even get that because someone was a little bit better than you so stick with jock market man freedom of the mind the freedom of the free market man it's just all about the ability to play the players you want at the levels that you want leveraged however you like all right enough of that let's do more of this let's get into the three pillars of profit that we rock with every single day like i said jock market and daily we're going to do fantasy something a little different every single day because i do not want me you the cork stats crew to fit into any kind of mold out there we're going to be doing the platoon show i'm going to do the micro machine thing we're going to blow through all 30 teams usage and a look ahead at the weekend if you can set lines but also just give you an idea of that all important usage and then we're going to be running down the betting board like a clv report and a couple bets that we like but you're gonna have to stay in tune all day check me out on twitter mlb moving averages at mlb moving a v g any time of day any day of the week because you know listen the landscape is always changing we can try and help you and point you in the right direction in the morning but lineups pitching changes weather and the like may kind of alter our attack plan so we're here for you all the time i've even got stuff on patreon but don't worry about the p word that nasty p word there's no payment here this is about profit because it's all gratis that's 100 free all right let's dive into the stacks first things first man we got a full slate we got a lot of gas cans new guys youngsters on the bump the first handed split we're going to be looking for all those texas ranger lefties against the oakland a's those elephants balancing on beach balls and adam oller so in particular we're looking for nate low calhoun and jonah Hine. i especially like these kind of players in dfs or jock market of course because they come in cheap one more little greater than sign for jock market over dfs let's say the word gets out jonah heim is a really kind of in a smash spot today which i agree but in dfs he could go at 100 percent ownership and the price doesn't move so the free square it becomes like a leverage nullifier it's almost kind of ridiculous in jock market if everybody's on jonah heim his price is going to go up and we can say thanks but no thanks if it stays low it means the demand was low and the potential for leverage is there there's really so many advantages to playing jock market and again you could put all of your money on just jonah heim you could put a little bit on jonah heim and a ton on nate low something again you can't do on other daily platforms jock market is the bomb that's why i've taken the 20 dollars free promo and cracked it up over three grand that's like seventeen thousand percent for those of you into math all right next handed split we're looking at the trolley dodgers from hollywood always up to no good those lefties against the padres nick martinez and i don't think nick martinez is necessarily bad but he has struggled with home runs in particular against lefties 
So we want to be looking at Max Muncy, Maximum Muncy, and Cody Bellinger. Yeah, man, he's out there. But when he's looking good, the boy can rake. I'm not making fun of him. I think me and him probably have a lot in common. Next up, third-handed split. We're looking for, oh, those Rocky Balboas from Colorado Mile up in the sky. But they'll be in Detroit Rock City playing Los Tigres and the Striped Cats. We're looking at Tariq Skubal. Again, who I think is actually pretty good. He's viable in fantasy. He does get strikeouts. But challenging up in the zone has led to a lot of home runs in his career so we're looking at Rockies righties give me CJ Cron give me Connor Joe give me Randall Grichuk so now just the last thing on jock market before we move because I've had people ask me about pricing the best way to do it is to set your own price and if you don't get it then you don't get it tomorrow is another day like let's just get simple because that's the best way to do things let's think in terms of like high medium low right excellent okay and poor or you know right just those kind of three settings very good players, players that we think could finish at the top of the board, like Max Muncy or Cody Bellinger, but it'd generally be like the really big names, let's say Vlad Guerrero. Those players are going to go up to eight, nine, ten dollars. Thanks, but no thanks. I like to draw a cap at seven dollars and fifty cents because the top player returns twenty-five. It'll give you a chance to get to that like three and a half to four times return being the top player on the board. But also, I'm also very careful paying up. I'd rather be down in the four to five dollar range where we'd probably find guys like Nate Lowe, Max Muncy, CJ Cron, even five dollars to five dollars and fifty cents. We want to be let's call it between 450 550 so right excellent players let's call it 750 mid-range very good players that could finish at the top of the board 550 players towards the lesser part probably be about 350 three bucks a little bit under that is probably the cheapest any active player with a heartbeat will go but that might be where you find jonah hyman willie calhoun today so if you find those guys for less than four bucks you grab a share or two with the three hundred dollars when you put in the promo code mmn and we're just gonna grind remember jock market doesn't have a jackpot so for me to get up to $3,500 from 20 I had to do this every single day. Love it. Super sharp stuff. Get with us. Daily stacks. And we're posting the green screens. I mean, every, like every single day. And I just want to stress again, have the best player and he'll float a bad team. Think about that. What other daily platform could you have the best player and get paid? It does not work that way. You need, you know, seven out of eight hits, sometimes more than that. So, Live TV, everybody. All right, so for your audio listeners out there only, I'm really excited about the jock market slate tonight. All right, let's get up into fantasy. And uh, this is something, I'm trying something a bit new. So I've been working on the production value and, again, bringing kind of useful fantasy stuff that we could use and really kind of apply, right? I don't want to read stuff to you that doesn't matter, stats and the like. All right, let's get into this platoon report. I tried to even bring a little bit more. We're looking at bringing it up on the board for those audio-only listeners. Again, you could uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, Mail Media Net, if you want to catch me on the train ride home. Although, I would say, because I have been incorporating graphics if you can, try and get to it. Even if you scan, grab a couple screenshots because these platoon, uh, the roster grid, let's call it, the lineup grid from Fangraphs that I'm going to bring up is really invaluable. Really great tool. Hop on over to Fangraphs. I always make sure to buy a premium subscription try and keep them afloat. All right, so let's dive into this. I think we're all ready. Let's get the screen share. If we get it on the first try this time yeah there we go okay so we're going to start in alphabetical order here we have the baltimore orioles alphabetical order in the american league first and then i want to give you how many lefties they're going to face because i think that's something i might have left off last time so 
Right, it's one thing for me to tell you about the platoon, but if you can actually change your lineup in Friday for NFBC, you want to be able to actually use that. So Baltimore Orioles have two lefties, so that's one thing you want to keep an eye on. That probably just affects Rugi Odor. The Orioles have pretty much brought the same exact lineup to you every single day. Whether or not they kind of get things going will be another story. Next up, Boston Red Sox again. Really business as usual right now. I think we have up, this is like the last 12 days or so to give you a good idea and it's highlighted lefty and righty again for the audio only listeners they do a very good job at fan tracks helping you to understand where these holes in the lineup might be and again pretty solid block there for the Red Sox and again we really like that as fantasy players we really like that as betters that bit of consistency over to the White Sox the big gap you see there they pretty much just gave all of their starters a rest day so that's always nice to know when you see wow Anderson Missed the game on Wednesday and he sat against the righty. It doesn't matter. He said he's playing against righties every single day. In fact, that entire team is basically playing every single day. Even Grandal is getting mixed up into the DH role, something else that's on this very handy sheet. The big frustrating thing here is Andrew Vaughn. He has been producing, but he's really not playing enough. He's been sitting against righties White Sox have no lefties all righties so maybe he's in line to miss another game let's get over to the Guardians again what you see is what you get Stephen Kwan did sit the last two games against lefties excuse me one second Sorry about that. So Stephen Quad did sit the last two games against lefties, but he played the three prior. Cleveland does face one lefty. Straw got the day off yesterday, and Quan let off. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one day off. I don't know if you're really sitting him, although in Roto, something we've discussed in this show, his impact may be a bit limited. All right, let's get up into Detroit, who's also facing one lefty today. Austin Meadows sat two of the last three games against lefty, so he may be sitting that game. You're probably starting him anyway. Akil Badu has sat three of the last four. Remember, if you are looking at this chart, it reads left to right. So Akil Badu, somebody I know a lot of people are high on coming into draft season. Now he's been sitting very hard to start him this weekend, like for sure. Going to be really hard outside of even just the split. We want to see him playing every single day. The guy to keep your eye on is Meadows. Next up, it's the Astros. They have one lefty. Really not much of note here. Jeremy Pena playing every single day he has been getting mixed around the lineup it looks like when they face lefties Pena is hitting at the top of the lineup so expect him one day this weekend to be at the top and then hit towards the back against righties I think you got to play him they have a very consistent lineup you do see Chaz McCormick kind of mixed in and out though I'm really not sure he's fantasy viable right now let's get into Kansas City Royals they have one lefty this weekend they are one of the most consistent lineups in the game just a little bit of swapping when Santana is getting a day off other than that it's been Hunter Dozier stepping in at the DH the rest of the days probably the skinniest block that we'll see Kansas City start your starters halos I believe they have one lefty going up against one lefty at all is what I mean to say that would affect Jared Walsh he has sat the last four games against lefties he is in a pretty solid platoon so I think that's really why we're doing this show people might not have realized that Jared Walsh hard platoon keep an eye on that same thing Brandon Marsh has sat twice against lefties because you know they have Taylor Ward in they said he'd play every single day he has and he's bat second so I think you could really look at Taylor Ward probably as an ad even in 12 team leagues you may want to sit him and see what you got if you're going to be at the top of the Angels offense 
you know, that could be a viable piece. Minnesota Twins are not facing any lefties, so that applies to Luis Arias, right? The kind of, I mean, you know, I was about to erroneously label him again, this kind of slap-hitting average guy, but a lot of smart analysts are on him. Maybe I'm starting to change my tune, but he'll play all weekend, so you could definitely get him in the lineup. Gary Sanchez has sat two of the last three games against righties, though. I really think he's in line to play every day. Arias is the big one there. Let's giddy up and go. My New York Yankees, the Bronx Bombers, pretty much throwing at you. Funny, I, I can't say it's the same lineup every day, but it's it's a mixture of the same guys. The Yankees have done a pretty good job of tr- truly rotating like one extra guy, right? Torres is not being thought of as a starter. He sat two of the last three games, but he played you know, eight in a row before that. Gallo sat two of the last three games, sorry, scratch at three of the last four games against lefties. Yankees do not have a lefty. You could start Joey Gallo. Let's get into the athletics. They face one lefty. They pretty much have been very, very consistent. The one change there was we saw Nick Allen come up. Uh, I think you might want to add him. He is probably their top hitting prospect. It's not like a big power hitting prospect, but you could get balance. You could get a little bit of speed also. That's Nick Allen on the A's if you're in a deep league looking for some help. Other than that, pretty much what you see is what you get. Getting the same lineup every day. Last four days, lefty and righties. Into the Mariners, M's, Pacific, Northwest. They have one lefty. I'm not sure if it's really going to matter. I guess the one person it applies to is Jared Kelnick who also, I don't know, it's hard to say if he appears to be in a true platoon. They've had two lefties in eight days. He missed both of those games so I think you might expect Kelnick to sit one of the three games if you have a better three game option maybe you can go with that Tampa Bay Rays have one lefty on the book the person that would affect is G man Choi I've drafted Choi everywhere he is a righty masher he gets the majority of the plate appearances and now he started hot he can be hard to start in weekly leagues but in NFBC leagues with the double kind of swap with the Monday and Friday offensive swap G man Choi is a perfect NFBC player this might be the weekend that you're going to sit him because you can get options that are going to go all three games. He's in a pretty hard platoon. I don't think you're going to see him against lefties whatsoever. I'm not even sure if he's seen a lefty thus far. Texas has one lefty on the board, so that just means you will not see Brad Miller that game. He's been um, rotated uh, in and out with Charlie Culberson. So Texas has one lefty. They'll be splitting those at-bats into the Blue Jays. What you see is what you get. The only swap there has really been a catcher. Zach Collins has been getting mixed in a bit more than I thought he would. Santiago Espinal playing pretty much every single day. He looks like, you know, he looks like a really good pick in fantasy. I was picking him late. People were basically telling me I made a mistake. But, um, yeah, it's looking pretty good right now. Let's giddy up through the National League. I want to spend the majority of the time on this in the show. I truly think this is, like, seriously actionable stuff. Diamondbacks have one lefty this weekend, so they might sit Varsho. He sat two of the last three against lefties. They'll probably also sit David Peralta. So if you've been rolling out Peralta in deeper leagues, I think this weekend you'll let him go. Next up, Atlanta Braves. Pretty much standard operating procedure there. Um, what was, I thought I had something there, sorry, but yeah, it's just been, it's been Orlando Arcia's been getting in a, a bit more than I thought, not that he's really viable, everyone else, queue up your Braves starters, of course, Cubs have one lefty, so you will not see Rafael Ortega that day, he's their big platoon split guy, 
I mean, it depends on the option. Sometimes getting one steal out of a guy for the weekend's okay. But if you have better options, I could see replacing Ortega. Cincinnati Reds have one lefty. Uh, I'm not sure they have the bodies to be platooning right now. They're losing people left and right. I think you're playing all of your Reds if, for whatever reason, you're rostering them. Next up, it's the Rockies. They have two lefties. Though they haven't really been sitting people much. I have seen, and I was surprised this, Charlie Blackman actually sat two times against lefties, so you're going to have to keep an eye on Blackman if they face two lefties and he's sitting in a platoon. He only plays once. He's not viable. Another reason for this show, I think you got to sit Charlie Blackman. L.A. Dodgers have one lefty, and that hasn't really mattered. Will Smith might sit that game, but if he's your catcher, you got to start him. Keep it going to the fish. Those fish, Miami Marlins, they have no lefties at all, so it's all systems go for anybody that might have sat. Jazz has sat the last two games against lefties. Joey Wendell has sat the last two games against lefties. And Jesus Sanchez also sat the last game against lefties. So you can expect those guys all weekend. Milwaukee has one lefty. Colton Long sat one game. But that just might have been his day off. They've been playing every single day. Don't think I'm too worried about that. Christian Yelich sat a couple days. Rowdy Telez sitting against lefty. So those guys will probably see them all weekend. Maybe Telez gets two of three. He has played against lefties though. So it's not a hard, hard platoon. I think I'd probably be starting Telez in my CI. Hard to imagine having too many better options. New York Mets have one lefty on the board. Not much uh, platooning going on there outside. You know, the backup the backups and stuff like that. You can't really touch those guys in New York. It really hasn't been consistent enough. Philadelphia, you're getting the same lineup every single day. Nothing wrong with that in Philadelphia, making it easy for us. They will have one lefty there. Pittsburgh Pirates have two lefties, so you got to keep an eye. Last time, I don't think it's a platoon for, for Reynolds especially, but I'm looking at what you're looking at where Reynolds and Hayes sat. I think you, I think you'll get them all three games, I think, but don't be surprised if you see each of them sit once. It's just something that we have to pay attention to. Yoshi has actually played two of the last three games against lefties. I wasn't sure we'd see that this year against two. I think he'll probably play two games. I doubt he'll play all three. Padres actually have three lefties, so that's not good news for Trent Grisham. I don't think I'd be starting Grisham at all. It's also bad news for C.J. Abrams and Eric Hosmer. Get them out of your lineups. San Francisco Giants have one lefty, so I think it's probably all systems go for their players, though you have not seen Yaz or Belt or Peterson. I think you have to start them anyway, particularly the last two, but know that they have not played against lefties at all. Cardinals have one lefty on the board. Hasn't really mattered much to them. They have a couple switch hitters in that team. So what you see is what you get for the Redbirds. Last but not least, Washington Nationals have one lefty. Uh, I think, yeah, it's Ruiz and Yadiel Hernandez have sat against lefties. So one day this week, I think you have to um, sit Hernandez. You're probably not playing him anyway. Ruiz, I think you got to give the go-to regardless. So... Uh, that was the 30 teams, just the holy cow, Hachibachi, Liberace, Micro Machine style, 115 off the crack of the bat to get you in tune with what's going on at the most micro level with these lineups. I really think this information is really actionable. It's something I have needed to apply in my own game to take the next step forward. Kind of a... Man, it's funny, and maybe you could tell this from my style, the way I act, and the way I go about my betting, if you're following my stuff on Twitter or Patreon or anywhere else. 
you know, I want to be conservative. I'm proudly conservative that I'm not, you know, overly risky and wild, you know, doing YOLO stuff, however. But, 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 big old shaken butt is... You can't be too patient. I think that was a mistake that I've made, particularly in Roto in the past, was, well, I'm going to get these stats and I just kind of let it happen. That's not how you do it, especially in high-stakes NFBC leagues with very sharp players in these multi-week lineups, right? The ability to change lineups twice a week. Players are going to be maximizing these platoon splits. It's a little harder to see in a weekly league, but sometimes looking ahead, if you see three or four lefties, you'll know to take a guy like G-Man Troy out. And if you're seeing six or seven righties, you could fire a guy like up that. He's a perfect, you know, case in point of how splits are used to sharp players' advantages. It really is something that I haven't done in the past that I will be doing all right, with the last couple minutes, let's just blow through the betting board today. And again, the best way to do this is just pay attention right now. We are killing with the CV, CLV if the closing line value. I'm pulling out bets. I mean, we started out at the beginning of the season moving the line, right, the price moving. Yesterday, we actually moved the lines themselves. The 4.5 at 5 that we mentioned became a 5, like around noontime. So I think especially on the totals, just keep an eye on them and see if the price, right, the juice, the minus 110 is getting close to minus 105 you see plus 100 the next step is at the actual price moves all right let's dive into the board my cincinnati reds and hunter green who are pretty gross i think green has a distinct pitching edge for the first five innings against the cardinals he's at plus 110 which means we can get the plus half run that f5 run line plus half run spread and cash the bet on a tie love that i think we get an f5 from hunter green Freddie Peralta, I think he bounces back today, but it's against Ranger Suarez. Got to look. I saw this total at 4.5 in some places. If you can go under F5, 4.5, I think that one would be good. We might have be good for the under 8.5 on the total. My Yankees are probably going to beat the Guardians tie-on over Morgan, but minus 200, can't pay that juice. I like to put those very confident juiced up plays off to the side, maybe for a parlay. So you can get exposure to them, provided that you risk is in check. I got the Rockies and the Tigers. Sensatella versus Scooble. That over is at eight. We're going way over that. I think we're going over that one easily. Next up, big time pitching matchup. Marlins and my guy Trevor Rogers, who struggled out the gate against the Braves and Kyle Wright. That has the same four and a half, eight and a half totals that I mentioned before with Peralta Suarez. And if you can get under those, I think you'd probably be good. If it hits four and eight, I don't like to go under those round even numbers, but I do like to try and go under the half run line so if you can get the hook there give me that one i actually think rogers will bounce back but again with struggling pitchers in the beginning of the year we don't know about the ball and stuff like that i want to see him ace it up first before we chase him but plus 125 for trevor rogers first five innings always a really good look michael kopak and the white Sox at even money against the twins and bailey ober i do like ober i was an ober guy pushing him in the offseason but i think kopak and the white Sox have the edge i know people are starting to get a little sour on the white Sox offense they are the top team in the league when it comes to expected woba they're hitting the ball hard they're getting lift they're just not getting the breaks they're not having fall they have a little bit of problems with discipline but give me the white Sox, and especially they're the underdog right now even though it's 
minus 110, I'll pay a little bit of juice for that free half run. You know, to get Michael Kopech and the White Sox against a rookie pitcher as an underdog, getting the free run for the Fat Five, you know, we love that. Arizona Diamondbacks at home against the Let's Go Metsco. Zach Gallen, clear pitching edge over David Peterson. And Gallen is the underdog. Here we go again. Give me the plus 115 on the F5. Give me the free half run line. It'll probably be minus, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, minus 115 or so. You could probably usually add about $40 to that price. So give me all those. We got a bunch of underdog plays. Check me out on Twitter. Check out Mayo Media Net. Make sure you like the video, subscribe, and absolutely download the Jock Market app. Use the code MMN for Mayo Media Net. First $100, it's free. If it's free, it's for me. And I'm not just talking to people. I am the man in the arena. I show the green screens. You see my name on the leaderboard, Jock Market, every day. I'm giving you the names. I'm giving you the prices. I'm giving you an avenue to create a supplementary income. I mean, and that's what it's all about. Aside from the fact, we're learning, having fun, making friends. What's better than that? And now check this out. I say, before we get out of here, I say the very best surprise for last. And it will show who actually listens to the very last bit of these. And it's my birthday and I'm 40. So today's a pretty big day for me. I'm the big 4-0. And uh, yeah, go me. I'm not a big birthday guy. Please don't tweet at me. I'm just curious to see, like, you know, if anybody... Uh, is listening so if you want you can dm me by all means by all means you know uh, but i'm not a big like celebrate me guy i went out and bought my kids a guinea pig at a cage like that was my birthday everyone else gets gifts that's just kind of my style you probably check it out you could probably feel that so thanks everybody for the show make sure you rate review subscribe let patty mayo know how we're doing enjoy the weekend enjoy the games enjoy your day when we're done with the book enjoy that pay i see you in a jock market and remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck yo i catch you on the flip side man peace